Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on the Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather in Galveston this morning, 59 down on the island. Feels a little cooler this morning. A mix of clouds and sun during the morning hours. They'll give way to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon. Areas of patchy fog is possible this morning with a uh, high near 65 today with south or actually west winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies, low of 57, west-southwest 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, most of the cloudy skies early, then becoming partly cloudy in the afternoon with a high near 65, north winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. And looking at tides for today, these Galveston Channel tide predictions, we have two of them. We have a low coming up at 1.59 p.m. It's an 0.1, then a high at 11.38 p.m. of 1.3. 6.57 a.m. is sunrise, 5.21 p.m. sunset. Moon phase, 72%. Coming off that full moon, we're on the backside of it. Headed towards our next new moon. All right, looking at uh, the Galveston Channel down there, it's 59 degrees this morning with 64-degree water. West wind, 3 to 5 miles per hour. Barometric pressure is 30 inches and steady. Eagle Point, 56 degrees, 62-degree water, west winds 3 to 5, and barometric pressure is 29.99 inches, slightly going up. And Morgan's Point, no report as normal. So, but that gives you an idea of what's going on in the bay. Winds are down again. Calm all day yesterday. A lot of fish were caught on my end that I know about. But uh, picture-perfect day. All right. That uh, 
pretty much sums it up. Let's uh, let's run over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with a hammer this morning. I believe he's deer hunting or something. Let's check in with him. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Captain Mickey. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm good, man. How are you? Doing just fine, sitting out here in the tent, uh, camping in Sweeney. Oh, you're um, rough. Did a, you did a little. Oh, yeah, well, it's kind of like roughing, but it's not too bad. Had a had a beautiful fire around the camp place last night. Uh, anyway, uh, got to see some deer. Man, I mean, I I was watching no less than 12 deer. Every time I looked around, there was 12 to 15 deer everywhere I looked. Um, I ended up seeing a couple of shooters, but they were out of distance. And um, for me, anyway, I'm not that great of a shot, but I wasn't going to take no chances. And uh, I did spot a couple of beautiful eight-pointers. Uh, anyway, uh, came kind of kind of close to where I was, but uh, uh, just a beautiful afternoon, Captain Mickey. Uh, they got a, I think, I think you know we had like three inches over there at our house mm. um, before yesterday, and they got they must have uh, had at least an inch and a half to two and a half or two inches over here. And uh, it soaked it all up. I mean, the ground is just, uh, yeah. just, just. It soaked. I mean, we. Uh, it's for the first time. I, you know, I bought a four-wheel drive not long ago, and so I got to use it coming in yesterday. It was a little slick coming in through the roads. Uh, got just a little bit of water in their in their ponds and uh, their ditches and stuff down here. Just enough to, like I said, it soaked it up and. And the ground is real, real soft everywhere we go. But uh, um, anyway, the deer were everywhere. They were just like, oh, man, they, they must have had enough of that bad weather also because uh, everywhere we looked, we seen deer yesterday. And uh, yeah. the other guys that were hunting, they uh, they seen a couple of couple of decent bucks. And uh, I seen a couple of spikes and with a couple of four-pointers and, and then a, a couple of eight-pointers and just uh oh man it was it was nice just to just to get out and uh get over away from surfside beach for for a few minutes and and uh you know the best uh i tried to tell uh captain brandon my next door neighbor he fished yesterday and i really wanted to get a report from him but uh shoot by the time we got away from the campfire last night it was about 11 o'clock <laughs> and yeah and i said no i'm not gonna call him and mess with him so I, I'll find out today what he did, but uh, I know he had a charter yesterday, and and uh, I'm just real curious to see how he did because the last time I've been out, the water, or the last time I was out, the water was uh, 57 degrees, and uh, the fish were pretty hungry, you know, and I was fishing with artificial. I'm not sure if he used live bait yesterday or what he did, but uh, yeah, that's what we're doing right now, Captain Mickey, just uh, – I'm uh, dead sinking them with a, a quarter ounce or either an eighth ounce of screw uh, screw screw lock jig head and and uh, some kind of a lightweight uh, any color it doesn't matter if you stick with it you'll probably get a bite no matter what color you you threw right now yeah but uh, shoot man uh, we hardly have been anybody likes this time of year you know you can pretty much throw the baits you're good with and like to fish with and catch fish on them. 
That's right. That's right. And to build a confidence, get your confidence level going. If you if you haven't used artificial and you've always wanted to, well, now's the time of year to try it because uh, as a shrimp uh, uh, empty our bay or our bay is empty of shrimp, uh, whatever uh, the deal is, they start. They're just they can't be as picky as they is they they are all summer long because they got such plentiful bait supply. And all kind of baits, but uh, no, uh, right now is the time where you can go out and uh, and uh, experiment with different uh, types of plastics and stuff like that, and and you'll be amazed with what you can come up with. Uh, I'm not very much of a corky or a, a corky fisherman. I used to years ago when they first started coming out. I experimented with them, and and I caught I caught a couple of big old trout with them. But you just have to have a patience and a feel for it and, and all that stuff. It's just uh, in the wintertime, the winter bite is so subtle. You know, we're not there yet. This is kind of like fall. You know, we've only had a couple of real severe. Yeah, it's been a weird year, years. man, weather-wise. It's yes, sir. Different. It has been different. It has been different. Uh, normally, I would have been throwing top waters and this and that, but just uh just hadn't seen them materialize this year uh we're just um uh, anyway throwing salt plastics is is just a, a wonderful thing to do right this time of year i um uh, i had uh, uh some other friends that i was supposed to call uh well you know they were supposed to come down and go fishing uh this week with me and i'm not sure what the weather's going to do it looks like it's going to be pretty stable but it'll be uh, just like this for the next eight or ten days can you believe that, man? It's like uh, winter. No, you know, I was thinking we're not going to have a fall, and uh, we really haven't. But now it's almost like it's fall again. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, uh, all the weather is so strange, and we get it in such weird increments. But um, anyway, uh, out here in Sweeney, it's just moisty, and uh, last night the fog set in on us, and oh. we couldn't even see. We couldn't even see the barn. And we're right next to it with a campfire. And is it still uh, it foggy this fog. morning over there? Oh, yeah, I hadn't even stuck my head out. The, I, oh, I you're still the in outside. the tent. I figured yeah, you'd be sitting the by tent. the fire, man. Since you got to bed so early last night. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, no, 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 that wasn't the case, buddy. We talked about it. Uh, Doug and I, Doug Turner, he's uh, 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 we go way, way back, man. And anyway, uh. He had his son out here. He has his son out here, and um, Clayton. And Clayton, uh, I said, man, y'all just leave me at the camp. I'm fine. I don't need to go out there. We got the rest of the season to hunt anyway, and, you know, uh, I'm in no hurry for it. My brother called me yesterday from New Brunswick, uh, and they got me a big old sow hog. So, uh, shoot, man, without even firing a bullet, I'm I'm already ahead of the game. I'm I'm probably headed to Belleville tomorrow morning with a, I got a big old hog to put in. So I'm happy as I can be about that. Um, well, that's, uh, they, these feral hogs are good meat. If they're taken care of properly and cleaned right and everything, they're, that's good stuff. Yes, sir. And that's let my nephew and my brother, they do a great job. They, uh, they work with, uh, uh, they work with their bosses and they go and, escort people out and show them where the where the big deer is and let them shoot it and then they take care of them and clean it for them and, and make sure the hunt goes real well 
and then they get rewarded at the end of the year, or not the end of the year, but they get rewarded by getting to shoot them a trophy buck. And uh, man, I can send you. I'll send you a picture later on of this buck that my nephew got yesterday. And um, oh my goodness! Uh, but really? this is up in New Bron, up in New Braunfels, you know, and uh, tons of deer and. And uh, it's open range too. It's not no game fence or anything like that, man. It's just, you know, good old, good old Texas. That makes hunting. it even that much better. Shoot, yeah, heck yeah. But uh, let's see what else is going on. Can't tell you about the bait camps. When I left Surfside yesterday, it was uh, they had some white white bags are flying. They definitely yeah. have shrimp. I can't guarantee what else, what other kind of baits they got down there, but I know they got some shrimp. And uh, our water condition was actually decent, you know, with the wind blowing from all kind of different directions that we're getting right now. And uh, like I said, last time I was on the water, it was 57 degrees. And uh, shoot, man, that's that's perfect for me, buddy. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're in, that, uh, we're in that good temperature range. And the water's cool enough. We get different winds from different directions. It clears out in one tide exchange, you know, with the just don't have all the photoplankton and all that stuff in the water like we do in the hot months or when well it's still not too difference. yeah it, it really does it's still not uh too late to uh keep your eyes peeled for birds working across the bay uh, a buddy of mine went out and uh they came over in my area the son of a guns and uh caught the birds working in one spot he said in, in 20 or 30 minutes they had as enough um, redfish and trout were combination underneath mm -hmm. the birds and they, they whooped them but uh so that's just one of those fishing stories though and yeah, i told bird him it's been good you know all in all in this upper coast area it, uh, there's <laughs> still plenty of shrimp in the bays and uh these fish get on them they push them up birds get on them and make it easy for the fishermen to pull in and get them a limit man man exciting time of the year nothing to it just Dear, like hunting. throw out decoys come right in get them <laughs> <laughs> yes sir <laughs> oh buddy well it's all good the, well, we'll get the ground check one of them this morning and i'll have something to talk about next did Friday. you sleep on the hard ground or do you get you have your no, we, we got an air mattress inside of our tent Oh yeah, we're, my wife ain't gonna do that. She she's okay with camping, but not that rough, rough type camping. Yeah, that's, we're all roll good. Over and hit a rock underneath the tent and break a rib. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plenty of wildlife out here, man. I'm I'm telling yeah. you, in it with all that rain, I just can't believe that ground soaked it in. I mean, there's nothing standing, barely. You know, the a little earth bit of water. Is thirsty. Ditches. We got it. We got you know three to five inches down along the coast, and they only got maybe an inch to two inches over here. It's just funny, and we're not. Yeah, just you depending know, on where you were at, you know. It's uh, that's the way it was. But it's all good. All right, Hammer, throw them out a number. Somebody wants to call you and go fishing with you. Shoot you seven one three two zero eight zero six eight three, Captain Mickey. I appreciate it, buddy. Y'all have a great you bet day, you, Glenn. All right, buddy. Y'all have fun. Yes, sir. Yes, later all right well the belleville meat market what a great place to shop and have all your wild game processing done just you know great people to work with good you know country just a good country atmosphere out there beautiful drive up uh every week they double feature a, a pecan smoked sausage 
uh, all different blends. They have so many blends there. You can try it before you buy it. They always have free samples available for you. And they have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, custom processing on pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter and have it processed any way you like. And in their wild game processing facility, all the great products they turn out this year, they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. That way you can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 418 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down Freeport Way now. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Jeff. What's up, Captain Mickey? How are you doing this morning? I'm I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good indeed. I got me and Monty this morning. Uh, uh, Casey uh, wasn't able to make it. And, uh, yeah, with that, the uh, Port of Canada, uh, Freeport to Port O'Connor toy run uh, went this weekend, so a lot of the other captains are down there doing that. So it's just there us two. Go. The big toy yeah. run, man. Yeah. 
I, it looked like a pretty good one too. I mean, honestly, the the weather was was pretty rainy initially. You know, the forecast wasn't looking real great, but yeah, it was I looking th- a little bleak for those guys, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, wind was supposed to hum a little bit, but uh, I think it I think it played out pretty good for them. Honestly, aside from the uh, fog and stuff, which you know, it was always really neat uh, running that toy run because the the Coast Guard would be the lead boat on it, and they would take us down to at least Matagorda or a little bit past. So, you know, if we left at like nine o'clock in the morning, you know that that fog would typically be the worst. At, you know, between that right. first, so so they would kind of, you know, lead us down there, which was good. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, hopefully all that went real well. I, I didn't hear any uh, bad stories, so that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's always good because you're going to hear that flat. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the river kind of looks like a mirror out there this morning. Yeah, it uh, it was calm yesterday and today. Weather is, uh, man, it's drop dead gorgeous. It's This is uh, yeah. fishing weather here, man. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Oh, we got it. delivering weather. Yeah, exactly. We got we got a uh, a little bull red trip this morning. We got a um, had a giveaway trip that we donated to a benefit last year. We're gonna go out there and try to do some bull red fishing this morning, which is you know I haven't been bull red fishing in a while now. You know, and uh, I called around. They're still they're still catching them, as oh, they yeah. tell me, but we'll see how it works. I guess yeah. you know that it, it's not terrible here. You know, if you if you don't uh, if you don't know where the bull redfish are along the surf or the coast um, here in Freeport, you just go go out to Jay's, go right or go left, and you'll see them piled up somewhere about a mile off the beach. You know, the, exactly. the red, you just <laughs> hopefully pull in behind them or beside them or something. Yeah. Well, that surf ought to be down this morning. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Thank God. You know, in, in, in general, just, uh, you know, some insight on the bull red fish here at Freeport. I mean, you know, it's always known. I mean, you kind of always look for that depth of water. I think over there in Galveston, you know, they're they're typically fishing the end of the jetties on one side of the jetty or the other or whatever. And, um, here in Freeport, you know, it's all about the depth of water. So, you know, between... I'd say 25 and 35 foot when they're in here a little closer. And then as, as the winter kind of sets in, they'll go out a little further, you know, they'll be closer to 50 foot probably by the time they're done. But uh, anyways, you know, you cruise along the, the coastline until you hit that ball of bait, you know, and basically throw your anchor out start chumming and catch one and here they come. Here they come. That's it kind of like catching them dorado you know once you get them going you can't beat them off of you well i tell you i mean and, and really it's such you know bull red fishing is such a uh um you know undervalued fishing fishery but let me tell you i mean for three three hours you can catch 60 fish that are 20 plus pounds you know within an hour or two Hey man, I mean, I don't know where it gets better than that, but uh, if it is, it it's, you know, that's, <laughs> I think that'd consider be considered some kind of like gold class fishing or something, yeah. you know, anywhere else. But, I think uh, I've run about quarters, and I've only run one bull road trip in my life. No, come that's on, it. one, one, yeah, I done good. Did you? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Killed them. That's good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> better than doing bad, I guess. Yeah, I just ain't never been a state water type guy. I don't think. You know, that's weird. <laughs> I like international money, baby. Get out there like, in the I don't big know, ocean. Just, yeah, deep water. Yeah, you know, but he is on those long range boats. You know what I mean? It's like the the guys with the big center consoles that got two thousand gallons of fuel. You know, they're not stopping a mile out. Wow, <laughs> you hit the throttle and go hundred. You know. I know. It just seems, I don't know. But, you know, a lot of guys make a good living at it. Yeah. They do. I mean, I know several guys, and that's just about all they do is chase board. Yeah. Jennings does a lot of that this time of year, doesn't he? Yeah. Still oh, doing yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those guys go year round. I mean, that's, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, that, those guys go year round. And, and truth be told, I mean, that, you know, it is very efficient when you don't have to go very far and, you know, put so much wear and tear on your boat and stuff like that. And, you know, ultimately it is it's probably more profitable, you know, as a business decision. Yeah. But I'm a fit. I don't always make good business decisions. You know? I never have. That's why I'll die dead broke because I just uh, – I never I never was on no budget when it comes to fishing. You go to you get them. No matter how That's far right. or how short you go, one day's good, next day you got to go. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Thrill of the chase, baby. Thrill of the chase, man. Never stop. If you get by but with no. three bags of ice, I usually buy five. You know, that's just the way it is, especially <laughs> in the summer. Not having ice yeah. for your fish, that's a cardinal sin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's a uh, classic there. You know, we had a, a good uh, a captain that uh, fished out of Freeport for a long, long time. Um yeah. Die. I mean, uh, one yeah. of one of uh, Monty's mentors out on the was my mentor. Was he really? Oh yeah, he was the best captain I ever worked under. Well, what was his name? Robbie Combass. Robbie Combass. Yeah. He passed away yesterday. Well, I hate to hear that. Yeah, he was a good guy. He taught me did a he, lot. Did he have a good long life? Was he an older gentleman or what? Yeah, I'm thinking he was probably 10 or 15 years older than me, but it sounded like he was in bad health. I didn't even know he was in bad health. Like you know, been, usually you won't. They don't, you know, a lot of us won't talk about it. Yeah, they said they, Yeah, they, I guess he'd been in a wheelchair for quite a while and on oxygen. And I didn't even know. I mean, That's for terrible. four or five years. Anyway, I guess they said he had a lot of bad blood clotting. The doctors yeah. couldn't figure or something but he passed yesterday yeah well, God he, rest he, his soul yeah indeed we we talked last week about the uh the boat that captain casey and i had posted those pictures on the uh on the uh Stigos page and actually right. that was right, uh, where robbie and monty first met right yeah you, you deckhand for her yeah. deckhand for him first and then, yeah. you, then you captain for him later uh, just he'd let me Right, like do an anchor a day, oh. last anchor of the day. Yeah. And it become the first and the last anchor of the day. Yeah. Yeah, he, he taught me a lot. Taught me how to run low round numbers down or showed me. Yeah. And that was the first time you ever used that sonar or it was on his boat? Yeah. So he, the Omni sonar, that's the one that uh, it, it goes out the bottom of the boat. It's a, it's a little brass, you know, tube yeah. or whatever that goes out the bottom and kind of scans. Yeah. Now back in the day, that sonar was like 
the cat's meow. I mean, oh, yeah. nowadays it might be $200,000 to put a system like that on your boat. You oh, know? Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, so, so yeah. So, I mean, like Captain Casey, yeah, I always thought from what I gathered from you guys, I thought that Captain Casey was kind of like uh, not the top boat. You know, you had several boats that were better, bigger, or more, you know, whatever. You know, uh, the Captain Casey was, I think it was the cream of the crop. It was the cream of the crop. When I when I first started there, the Captain Casey was the big boat, but he had bought Elliot had bought the Gulf Stream and sold it like three times. Yeah. When the Gulf Stream was there, that boat was faster, bigger. So everybody wanted to get on it, but the Captain Casey was always there. Yeah. I think the Captain Casey carried seventy six people. Wow. Seventy six. Yeah. That's a lot of souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> day in and day out, seven days yep. a week. It's a fish killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. That's, that's a, that was a meat dollar there, buddy. <laughs> well, it, uh, you know, and he, Robbie, uh, Robbie was very good at writing his, uh, you know, numbers down and like fishing spots oh, and yeah. being very detailed about where they yeah. were and what rocks and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? You want to be a legend in the fish world, you don't have to catch a bunch of fish. You just got to write all your spots down yep. and, and make it a secret book for about 10 years. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're going to be a legend. Yeah. That that old Robbie Black book, man. I mean, it's, oh, uh, it's, big. Like, it's big and fat. I got the original copy. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, it is big and fat. Yeah. You know, If you were a short boy, you could put that on a, on a seat and raise it up a little yeah. bit, you know. But, uh, but he told me uh, Monty was telling me earlier that uh, he said that uh, when he actually got that book and started using the numbers in there, he was a top boat. Yep. I remember when I went to try to buy it, I asked him to buy it from him when I got my license. And he said, yeah, I couldn't do that. He said, come on, man, give me a price. He said, well, how about 100000 I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I ended up buying it for like 2500 when he quit fishing, I think he ended up going on a tugboat or something for a while. Did he? Last I heard, he was on some sort of tugboat, but I guess he didn't quit. He yeah. didn't a boat. I don't know. Like I said, he was in bad health, and I didn't even know it. You know, I guess that's a that's a real trade-off on, on those kind of like a, a party boats is that, you know, on, on a big on a big commercial work boat or something like that, like, yeah. you know, that, that captain and that crew gets married to that boat a lot of times. Whereas they, they stay working a lot of the years, work in the fishing industry, you never know. I mean, you know, snapper season changes, this oh, and that. Yeah. I mean, people switch boats and swap boats all the time. I mean, you know, it's probably a lot harder to stay on a boat as a fisherman than it is, you know, it's working out there or something, you know. I mean, look at me. I'm in the plant. <laughs> I just went 34 years and never stepped foot in a freaking chemical plant. And here we are. <laughs> Years already. Just you gotta make a living. You're living a dream, Monty. Um, <laughs> you, you already lived the nightmare. Now you're living a dream. I don't know. I'm going to have to reverse that around. That plant's starting to take its toll, I think. <laughs> I, I just wait on that gig. I made, I made it about a year and a half doing that. And I said, man, this is just not for me. I had to go fishing. Uh, yeah. You know, on the yeah. flip side, though, you know, Bonnie, he's he done, uh, you know, you fish offshore. Like you said, you don't stop no. short of 10 miles. I mean, no. 
getting out there in that deep water, beating your body up, don't sound too great either. You know, it's kind of a yeah. catch twenty two. You know, yeah. I guess. But uh, I've been beat up. Oh, I'm sure that you know that's not even a doubt in my mind. I do have a uh, salt in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we we recently we were down there in Galveston. I I uh, went down with the Charter Fishing Association. Um, go meet and greet with a, a U.S. Senator from Washington last week, and we got to talking about, you know, it was like Buddy and and some of those guys from Galveston, and a lot of the commercial fishing guys and stuff like that. Really, group a great group of folks. But uh, we were talking about kind of the history of how you know the the, the fishing industry has changed so much, you know? and uh, you know the feds. The laws, the way everything's yeah. played out with the permitting and you know the bag, the quotas and all that—it's uh—it's really changed the whole dynamic of uh, oh, how the fishing industry is. Unfortunately, they make it extremely difficult for anybody to just come into it. You know, I mean, it's right. super expensive. And I don't know if it's ever going to get reasonably priced enough to let anybody else in or not, but. No, it never you know, never works out. Once the government gets involved and gets control of things, it's uh, never the same anymore. It, uh, nope. I mean, you can look at that in all aspects of our lives, you know, through school and everything else, all all facets of it, and it uh, changes it forever. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back at y'all. Hang on with me, guys. All right, well. The Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop. They're easy to find. They're located right in downtown Belleville. Look for the big white sign. And uh, every week they double feature a couple of their, you know, pecan smoked sausages, whatever blend you're looking for. Belleville has dozens of blends. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And they have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Check out their pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, chopped beef sandwiches, you name it. It's all good at the Belleville Meat Market and Custom Processing. They do that year-round on pigs and calves. You can actually order a half-calf or a hind quarter and have it processed any way you like. And their wild game processing, you know, they do all the different uh, ways you like your animals processed. And, uh, you know, try out their new Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the Belleville Meat Market celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 438 here in the Bayou City. All right. The boys from Freeport, we are back. What's up, Captain Mickey? All right, man. Well, here we go. That's so, a deep subject. Speaking of inshore fishing stuff, uh, you know, this time of the year, you know, the, the Spanish mackerel will get in here in the, in the uh, close in, about a mile off and stuff like that. And I tell you what, that water is super clear right now. And uh, if anybody's out and about, you know, I would definitely check some of the close rocks out of Freeport, probably the East Bank or um, the Junior Lump or the Lump on the on the uh, on the more east side of the jetties, stuff like that. Just run some lures by there if you're on your way out. I know there's a couple people I saw that were going out today. There's a couple couple guys that I know are going deep water fishing tonight. Are they going to leave today and, and probably spend the night, you know, doing some tuna fishing? Yeah. I guess state water snappers closed. State water snappers closed. No, no yep. catch of state water. No snapper, period. Which is weird, too, because, you know, I, I yes. went out, we went right before that, about three weeks before that, we caught a couple that were 15, oh no, caught one that was 15 pounds, right? Caught one that was 25. Or 25 eight, wasn't it? What? That one trip we went on, that guy caught a 25 pounder. No, 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 it was 15. Oh, I thought it, it was 25 no. eight or 25 six or something. No, it wasn't 25. But I mean, they're Even big. I would have that... heard about that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would have told you about that one for sure. But I mean, in all reality, though, I mean, that's the the biggest snapper I've caught in the last 10 years have been this time of the year. And during, during, uh, or within nine miles. So, I mean, yeah. uh, we caught one trip, we caught two or three that were over 25. Yeah. And you won't see that. I mean, that's really rare. Of course, you know, the CCA tournament, they turn in 29 pounders apparently, but I don't know where they catch in on that. But I caught a 29 and 30 one here, or 28 and a 29. 28 and a 29. I might have been a 29 30. My yeah. biggest has been 34 one and 34 two. Golly, you just don't see those anymore. Not that's even good. that's because there's so many 10 to 15 pounders. Yeah, I mean, I guess there I mean, used to be nothing to catch 25 pound, 28 pound snapper. Really? I mean, I thought it seemed pretty easy. Now you can't hardly find them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're like 10, 10 to 12, 10 to 14 pounds, and there's so many of them. Yeah, I agree. I've never seen it like this. Yeah, you know, was, like, uh, that final, let's see, the final stats on the snapper on the starboard this year, we had that 29-11. That was called early. I mean, that led the whole way. Everybody kind of knew that wouldn't probably be beat. But yeah. a guy named uh, 
Robert Mataj came in second with a 25-5, then a 22-10, a 22-1, and a 21-13. That was the five that rounded it out. But 29-11, that's, that's, that's a stud. That's a big one. That's yeah. a real, real – and super rare, super rare. I tell you what, man, I've hooked a few that uh, that I felt like were in, you know, in a place when I was catching 20-pounders. And uh, I hooked some that I couldn't hardly get up. Man, those, you know, the big ones that I've caught, 25 pounds, stuff like that, gnarled up, face looked like they've been in prison for 10 years, you know. <laughs> All scarred up. Yeah. Yeah, they've been in a few shank fights, but they, uh, you know, they, they're all gnarled up and stuff. And, and uh, so, you know, you got to imagine the big ones, they try to run you right back into whatever they're yeah. coming out. They're of, strong you know, fish. People don't realize how strong a fish they really are. Oh, my gosh, man. For their I mean, size, when they, I mean, pound for pound, they're they're a tough customer. They yeah. are. They certainly are. I mean, a 25-pound snapper's got a tail on them about the size of your hand. I mean, she's got a lot of thrust behind yeah. that. Yeah. Now, you bring her out of that 10 15 20 foot you know you it's just stamina after that but man i mean she's gonna give you hell trying to get out of that yeah and uh but i've i've, I've been in some spots where we're catching some 20 pounders and uh get hung up in something real big either a big grouper or a big or a big snapper one or two yeah. you know but uh, you don't hardly see that twenty nine pounds. That's a that's a big one. I mean, you know, that's that's very few and far between. I haven't uh, in the last fifteen years. I don't think I've ever even seen one. Twenty five. I've seen a couple twenty sixes, but nothing uh, nothing that got close to that thirty range. You know. I mean, I remember Casey telling me one time that he did a, a trip, him and his buddy, and they averaged like twenty six pounds on. I just think it was. I don't know that they were bigger years ago. Yeah. I just think if you knew how to catch them, they were there. Yeah. Because people catch the little two to fours, two to eights. Yeah. But if you got down there and you got in that zone, they were, they were bigger fish. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What did you what did you fish with bait-wise oh, to catch those? You just, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> live bait. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. not necessarily live bait, but. Yeah, I mean, it was just a knack. Yeah, I've always you know, wanted to catch bigger fish. It seems Kate, like I don't want to. And, and Casey, you know, may, maybe this is an insight for you guys, but Casey almost or very rarely fishes without a jig. He loves yeah. jigs. In those jigs, he said throughout the years, historically, they work better. You know, you yeah. tend to catch bigger fish. Um, and and you tend to get that bite that you may not have gotten any anywhere else. Yeah. And I have to agree with him a little bit, but you know, I think it also is very dependent on what kind of jig you use. Yeah. And you know, so he's a jigging guy. I'm a bottom guy. I like forty ounces of lead. You know, I don't. Jeez. And I don't like to. Fit, oh, I thought you were fixing to tell me you like to do forty ounce curls. <laughs> forty <laughs> ounce. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. What I asked for all year, I need 20 ship. Bring yeah. the 20 ounce yeah. lead. Oh, he does. He does. I like double eights. You know, two 20s. I, and I have two to admit. Two 20s. Get on with it. Let's do some jigging. Yeah. I want to get to the bottom. I want to get there quick. Yeah, you, you know, do. 
you know, when I when I fish snapper, you know, I, I was always taught or always learned or my it's just my my intuition to fish with a single big hook. You know, for one, those big hooks I always found kept the snapper on better than a smaller hook. You know, mm. it just it's, I, I learned or figured it out myself, and I always fish with a with a uh, you know an eight to let's say a twelve or fourteen ounce egg weight in the middle on a single hook. Did that for years. Did pretty good with it. Then Monty comes along and he gives he starts showing me the, the double double drop yeah. uh, rigs again, number ten with these little bitty hooks on them, little sevens, little sixes. Yeah. And I'm thinking, look at this party fishing fool, man. I mean, how <laughs> is it? You know, I, I just always I, I didn't do as well when I did those double drops. But you know what? He showed me a lot of things. I mean, uh, keeping them right on the bottom. And we would fish with the live bait and the dead bait, one on each hook. And I have to admit, it it did very well. It did yeah. very well. I think they attract a lot more fish than I thought. And the little hooks didn't do that bad. They're good. I was actually blown away. Yeah. I really was. I like a number 10 circle hook. Must have 10. Yeah. Number 40 10, yeah. I mean, number 10 is a pretty sizable hook, too. So, I mean, the ones that we fish yeah. with all year sixes you know sevens little yeah. bitty ones oh yeah but i mean they work I, and a lot of times i hit the bottom i'll, I'll let out a little more line go slack line, slack line. yeah 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 what'd you say late. game over <laughs> a little slack yeah. line let him run off with it yeah i mean give give him that opportunity for that fish to kind of look at it a little bit and, and not think it's something just you know he's got to run and go chase you well know? i just i think sal's kind of rooted around like yeah. a pig yeah. and so if i lay it on the bottom they're rooting yeah all right here second question if you had the opportunity which you didn't i guess the, the big the big question mark nowadays is do you, do you pull up to a spot do you drift it or do you throw an anchor out is that more valuable you know, that kind of thing. Man. I personally don't like picking up an anchor in 160 foot of water. I'm mean. just not a big fan. As a matter of fact, I won't do it. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of people do, right? I mean, when you're in the I party love to anchor a boat. Yeah. And it's an art to anchor a boat. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. You just don't current, drop it in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, I get it. And on the party boats, really, like like Monty said, all you got to do is get close. They come to you. You know, yeah. you don't have to go to them. On, on the reverse, on the, on the center console boat, you better get real close or you better be on oh, the right yeah. side. Or, you know, you don't want to be on the wrong side. No. And uh, anyways, so with the advent of all these, like, trolling motors and all that, I mean, you know, he got me really thinking, is it worth it to yes, get this trolling it's gotta motor? it's got to be. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm gonna have one. I I've been out with I've been out on smaller boats twice, and they didn't really keep up. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. The well, current was too bad, and the wind was blowing hard, or whatever. And they're back to score one. Yeah, it depends on the conditions. You know, that current out there runs so hard and everything. You'd you'd be fighting it like crazy trying to keep a troll motor on top of them fish like that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, especially in like two to three foot seas, it keeps popping sure. out. You know? Yeah, and in that current running like it does, and oh yeah, you know, if you got the wind and the current together, then you really got it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have one. And there's no damn spot lock, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. I believe you 100. It's a. It's a big. It's a pretty big cost though, man. Ten thousand bucks to, well, to do that. Five, six. Probably use one, maybe. Yeah, 
I mean, you might All be right, able to. You can flip that anchor. Get yeah. on that ball. That oh, ring. Oh, man. I, that, Three, six people. I've done it. I just hang, hold the boat. You know, I did it a few times, and it's, uh, I, you know, I get it. And in, in people who throw an anchor out, and they sit on some of these rocks that, like I said, in that 160-foot range, it could be good for a lot of things. I mean, the fish will come and find you a little bit. I mean, you know, you get a little bit more variety, and you get to sit in one spot and yeah. fish a little harder. But, yeah. uh, man, the alternative is to, you know, God forbid you get that anchor stuck or something. And yeah. Next thing you know, you got two or three shots of line out there. You got to cut off. I mean, that could yeah. be an expensive trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you buy a good, you buy a good rope. That's uh, that's high dollar stuff. I've just quit anchoring a boat, yeah, with a six passenger boat because you don't need but so many fish. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, but a spot lock sounds pretty good to me. I think I, it'll save your wear and tear probably on your lower units in and out of gear, whatever you're doing. Some people just drift. Yeah, they pull up and drift that spot. I can't stand it. Yeah, I like to know I'm really close. I like to be up current. Yeah. You know, inshore, inshore, inside of 30 miles, though, you know, I, I would drift. Uh, I, I preferred to drift, actually. And I would find that those snapper would be, shoot, they could be 100 yards off the rocks. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'd be out in the mud somewhere, yeah. you know. And so well, I always. The bottom machine kind of comes in, too. Yeah. You're not you trying know, to actually catch the rock. You want to catch the fish. So you ride around and you mark the fish. Well, I want to drop off the fish. Yeah. You know, in, in shore, though, I would have problems marking. A lot of times I'd pull up and, and, and be catching sows and not mark a single thing, or I'd only have oh, one yeah. mark or something oh, yeah. like that. I've seen that. And I really attest it to, I think it's because of that, that murk layer, you know, that yeah. they get in shore. And when it gets real even murky, offshore, there, I think that sonar has a hard time trying to get through it, you know. Yeah. Even offshore, I mean, if I run 60 miles to a spot and I get there and it don't mark nothing, don't think I'm still not going to fish it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to drop down with that marshy thing or not. Yeah. I think. No, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, yeah. there's, not, there's not a question about that. Sometimes that sonar, too, it takes a second to, you know, to really start pinging. You just drive over it. Sometimes it doesn't have time to catch up to itself. You yeah. know, you sit there. Most of the time, I mean, I don't even, I mean, I fished a lot of trips with no bottom machine. You know, I, I use them decimals, and I'm going to fish that number whether the, I'm looking at the bottom or not. Yeah, I don't know. A little different. Yeah, tough struggles of the offshore fishing guide, man. You just never know. It's uh, it's a crazy world out there. Yeah, the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, it really is, man. I I put uh, on a completely separate note. You know, I posted up some uh, really cool uh, articles that I got from uh, uh from Elliot Cundiff. And uh, some of the old Much of Which uh, uh, articles. Mm -hmm. So Elliot Cundiff's wife is her name is Jackie, and she was a teacher here in Freeport for a lot of years, and she did a she did a really good job of of keeping all of the old news clippings and yeah. stuff like that as they went along, along with a lot of Much of Which stuff, real old stuff. And so I got the uh, you know, the benefit to go over there and take some pictures and stuff. So anyways, I posted a couple of those uh, uh, articles up on the Sicko's page yesterday. And, you know, I challenged some, you know, anybody listening to go there and check them out. They're really neat. And one in particular is this one about, uh, about one of Elliot's boats. Now he didn't, I don't think he owned the boat at the time. So I'd like to make that real clear, but 
uh, it basically they found uh, it, it had beached, got beached or something like that, and they found a bunch of marijuana on, uh, I think, on the boat, and then they found a bunch of marijuana that was scattered along the coastline or something like that. Who knows what happened? I don't know the backstory of it all. I guarantee yeah. you, Elliot had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. I can assure you that. But um, uh, it would the article basically was saying that they had found this boat and they they pulled all the bundles off the boat and they were they couldn't go and find all the bundles that were along the coastline. So the sheriff ordered the whole coastline to be sprayed with diesel fuel. That's crazy. What? It's, yeah. <laughs> That's how they. That's how they. You know, tainted the the, the bus. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Now this is like this yeah. has got to be. Everybody was smoking stopped. diesel weed back then. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the Paraquat pot, you know, in Mexico. Everybody get back in the day that when Nixon was uh, helping spray the marijuana fields in Mexico with Paraquat. With diesel. No, it was Paraquat. It was like a, you know, a, you know, a, uh, like Roundup or something. It would kill it. But, uh, oh. people would buy weed from, you know, that was Paraquat. It'd have dead grasshoppers and everything else in it, you know? <laughs> well, it, it was an interesting read, you know what I mean? Because I was thinking, <laughs> yep, <laughs> diesel. I, I've never heard of such. You re read it, and it's a, that's the shortest one, and the title says something about 1,500 pounds found or something like that, but at the very end, right. it says the sheriff uh, uh, ordered the, the whole coastline to be sprayed with diesel, you know, and now I thought that was hilarious. You know, Boy, you nowadays, go to jail for spraying anything with diesel oh nowadays. Oh EPA would have you under the jail. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd be an absolute outcry. <laughs> dolphins and all kinds of stuff yeah. i mean it, it it'd go viral you know crazy but uh it you know that's just a, a good you know circumstance where or, or example of where uh you know things have changed so much just in the last right. 50 years it's, it's uh it's a different different place a different uh mindset but uh there's some other really good articles in there about uh, when Elliot took over from Muchy Witch and, um, you know, so he always told me too, that, uh, he had this writer. So back, back then, you know, everything was about, uh, advertisements were all done on the newspaper. I mean, if you were a party vote or if you were any kind of business that, uh, kind of did that thing, you wanted to get that, you wanted to get that sports writer to write about you, you yeah. know what I mean? And yep. so they'd go out and, and I went through all that in my early career. That was it. You know, that was, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you get Bob Brister or Joe Doggett or somebody write an article about you. Then, you know, then came along Doug Pike and Shannon Tompkins. He had, what was it? Ken Grissom with a post when we had two newspapers in Houston and, yeah. You, uh, yeah. and they wanted to go with the best guy they could. Cause they didn't have a lot of time. They wanted to get out there and get their big catch in and, you know, make it a quick four-hour trip and a good story and all that for Thursday's papers. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, change, it, boy. I, I feel like they got the best deal, too, because they, you know, they always, you know, they, their stories about them whining and dining these guys before they got on the boat. When they oh, got on man. the boat, I mean, you was catching everything. The biggest you could catch, yeah. everybody, all the important guides and all the important, you know, uh, 
captains were on there. We were going to go and do something big for these guys, you know. And uh, so he had a couple. media, everybody's a sports writer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Look all right, gentlemen, I got a roll. We're already out of time. That went by quick. I hope, I wish y'all a good weekend. Give them a number, Jeff, if you know somebody wants to get with you guys and do some blue water fishing. Yes, sir. Call me anytime at 979-417-1013 or go to our website at stsladventures.com. And we have I have a, a triple set of Honda 250s, my last year's set that I was uh, – uh, trying to get rid of or you know my new set's in so if anybody's interested in a triple set of motors give me a call all right yeah. give him a call cut him a check and pick him up all right buddy That's all right I, Jeff. I monty take care bud you too, Mickey. Have a good one. later all right all right, that's the boys in Freeport. Now it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the outdoor show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 